Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, and you're tuned into the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this live weekly program that is committed dedicated, and yes, I've used the term before, consecrated, it is indeed consecrated, to the ministry of prayer and supplication and petition for our unsaved and backslidden sons and daughters who have either never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior or who have wandered from the faith. Every week we come together at the same time. We come on the air at 7 o'clock. We go from 7 to 8. However, we've been going past the 8 o'clock mark many times as the Spirit leads, as we have been praying for a variety of young people, and sharing and testifying as to what the Lord is doing in the lives of those of us who are parents or guardians of wayward and unsaved and backslidden sons and daughters. And so this live podcast is a time of ironing, sharpening iron. I say it's a live podcast. I mean that we invite listener participation. We come together to hear God's word get expounded, and we welcome you to call in with an insight. Maybe share a biblical insight, how the Lord has spoken to you regarding the issue of a prodigal son and daughter, what God is doing in your life. Maybe perhaps you'd like to share a testimony. The Lord is moving in the lives of many of the parents who are calling in requests. We've received many praise reports from parents who have teenage and adult children. who want to see their children with their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I've often said this many times, and it bears repeating. I don't believe that we are living in the last days. I believe we are living in the last moments, the last seconds, the last hours. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. It is a real event that is actually going to take place. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a scare tactic like some people dismiss it to be. It is an actual event that is actually going to take place. It's the taking up of born-again believers, those of us who have surrendered our lives 
to Jesus Christ and have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, repenting of our sins, admitting of our need for a Savior, and taking self off the throne, putting Christ on the throne, and accepting him as the Lord of our lives, the Savior of our souls. And the Word of God says in the book of Thessalonians that Jesus is going to return and remove all born-again believers from the earth. The dead in Christ, those who have died, who were in the faith, who are saved, will rise first. Their physical bodies will rise out of the grave. Then God's word says that we who are alive and remain shall be taken up together in to be with the Lord. The Greek word is harpazod, as our pastor Albert Feliciano of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church shares. Harpazod, taking up into the sky. And the Lord is going to remove all born-again believers from this world. Because after the rapture, there's going to be a horrible, terrible period of time called the seven-year tribulation period when God's judgments will be poured out on a rebellious and unrepentant world. These are not fair tales. It sounds unbelievable. It sounds amazing. But open up your Bibles. Read God's word. It's all there in Bible prophecy. It is actually going to happen. And I mention all this because we don't want our loved ones to be left behind when the rapture takes place to face this horrible time. There are two things. <coughs> Excuse me. There are two things that we do not want to see happen to our unsaved and backslidden sons and daughters. The Word of God says it is appointed once for men to die, and after this to judgment. We do not want to see our unsaved sons and daughters face an untimely death and enter a Christless eternity to be facing the Lord in judgment day and to be cast into the lake of fire for not surrendering their lives to Christ, for rejecting him. And nor do we want to see our unsaved sons and daughters get left behind when the rapture takes place. And so we take this time to pray, to intercede, to petition the Lord, to have mercy, and deliver those of us who have unsaved sons and daughters from whatever is holding them bondage, and that the Holy Spirit will convict them of their sin, deliver them, and bring them to the foot of the cross, maybe perhaps doing whatever it takes to break a stubborn self-will. The most important thing is the salvation of their souls. And so if you have a prayer request and you want to chat, text it in, we will see it on our board. and We will honor it and bring it before the throne of grace when the time of prayer comes during our podcast. If you want to remain anonymous, we will respect your privacy. We don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. 
It can be an unspoken request. We've had many of those. There have been parents and guardians who have called in and requested prayer for an unsaved son or daughter and have left it at that. They don't want to divulge the details. And fine. We may not know the details, but the Lord knows all things. He knows the details. And so we will lift up your son and daughter before the throne of grace. But again, we invite you to call in and share insights, scriptures, testimonies, words of encouragement, something you have to say or share or testify to may be an encouragement to someone who's listening. There may be a prodigal listening. There may be someone, a youth or an adult who's unsaved. Maybe you are a prodigal son and daughter, and you're listening to this podcast with your parents or with family members. I pray that this program will be a to you and that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Maybe this will be the time when you surrender your life to Christ. The Word of God says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. The rapture could take place before this podcast is over. It could happen tonight. And while we look forward to the rapture, which is called a blessed hope for believers, We want to see it happen. We want to be with the Lord. At the same time, the Word of God says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord is not slack, not slow concerning His promise about the rapture. But He wants to see people come to repentance. He's being merciful. Giving an opportunity. Don't despise the Lord's mercy. Don't turn your back to Him. If you're a prodigal listening, respond. Listen to the Word of God. Listen to your parents who are perhaps witnessing or praying for you and surrender your life to Christ. And if you are a parent or a guardian of a listening to this podcast, we welcome you for tuning in. We thank you for tuning in and we welcome you and we invite you to participate. And join us, share with us, and pray with us for your unsaved prodigal son and daughter. I myself am the parent of an unsaved daughter and an unsaved son. And I pray that the Lord do what it takes to save them both. That both their names are in the Lamb's Book of Life so that they'll be with me and other saved family members that they have who are Christians in eternity. And so we thank God for all of you who are tuned in to this podcast. There are many of us who are parents of teenagers. Maybe they were involved in the church. Maybe your teen used to come to church with you when they were younger, and they're giving a more difficult time, no longer interested in the things of God. 
They ridicule the things of God. They don't listen to godly advice. They're keeping company with ungodly peers. And they may even scoffing and mocking the things of God. The enemy has them in bondage, speaking to their minds and having them rebel, youthful rebellion. Some of us are parents of adult children. I myself, again, my two children are adults living their lives. And many times adult children are preoccupied with career, money, the pleasures of life, the pursuits of life. And they have put their walk with the Lord in the background, maybe even turning their back on God. Some of us don't even know where our prodigals are. They've left home. They may be in another city, another state. Some of us have unsaved sons and daughters, and we rarely hear from them. They don't call. They don't visit. Sometimes they don't have any contact with us because we're Christians. They don't want to hear our preaching to them. This program is all about prayer and intercession regarding all these matters. The salvation, deliverance of those of us who have unsaved sons and daughters. Their salvation is what's most important. Having their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life so that they won't have to face the judgment of the unsaved. <clears throat> we want to welcome listeners in a variety of states. I take the time to mention the various localities where people are listening in. We have many listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, Minnesota, and Alabama. We welcome our listeners in Mexico and Australia. We come on the air from 7 to 8 on the East Coast in New York State. And some people may be listening to this podcast live because it's the same time zone in New York or New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Others in the West Coast in California may be listening live anyway with a three-hour time difference or perhaps in different localities with different time zones, they may not be listening live and they'll download this podcast at a later time. The time zones are different. It may be nighttime. They may be sleeping or working. It doesn't matter. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is not constrained or held back or limited by time zones. And so God will bless you and minister to you whether you're listening live or whether you 
download this at a later time. And so we praise God for all of you who are tuning in at this time. You know, I often mention, I've said this before in previous podcasts, that when you're studying the Bible, the goal of all Bible study and the goal of having devotions is application. And when you have your devotions, your quiet time or your Bible study time, the whole idea is to apply God's word to your life. You want the Lord to make the scriptures come alive in your life. You want it to be applicable. You don't want it to be just a biblical and scriptural principle. And so you ask the Lord, Lord, make these scriptures real in my life. Many times you have to be careful what you ask for because the Lord will make the word of God come alive in your life. He'll make the rubber meet the road. If you ask the Lord to consecrate you and make you holy, he may send a trial your way and send you into the wilderness to facilitate that holiness. You may ask God for patience. Maybe you have a problem with patience and you're asking God, Lord, help me to be more patient. And Then God will send a circumstance your way where that patience will be developed. Maybe you'll be asking the Lord to strengthen your prayer life. The Lord may send a trial or a challenge your way that will force you on your knees, and that will strengthen your prayer life. It's happened to me many times. In fact, it's happening to me right now. Our devotional is centered on Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. And we're going to be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. We are on the final part, part 3, I'm pretty sure it is. And the title of our three-part devotion was God's Three-Step Remedy for Despair. God's Three-Step Remedy for Despair. And as I was having this devotion and putting this devotion together regarding rejoicing in the Lord and letting my moderation be known to all around me and letting the peace of God rule heart and mind, there was no way I was going to ask God for this and make it real in my life without him sending situations my way. And so this past week, I face several challenges that have brought this scripture to life in my life. It is true that the Holy Spirit will minister to you as you read God's word, and he'll bring scripture for the rubber to meet the road. And that's what's been happening. So, I'm not sharing these insights with you as just a matter of academics or out of touch. There have been many times when I've shared behind the pulpit that I rarely, if ever, speak on anything 
that I have not personally experienced. If I speak about difficulty in prayer, it's because I have faced difficulty in prayer. If I speak about depression or stress, it's because there have been moments in my life when the enemy has attacked me with those things, and the Spirit of God has ministered to me. Even with this podcast, Parents of Prodigals, I myself am, the again, the parent of two prodigals, and so I know exactly what you who are listening are going through. And so before we begin our devotion, I want to go into a short word of prayer. Please join me as we pray before our devotion. Heavenly Father, I thank you and praise you for this time, for this podcast, Lord, when ironing will be sharpening iron, a time when I myself, who am the parent of an unsaved son and daughter that I'm burdened for regarding their salvation, can share with other parents and guardians who have sons and daughters who are not saved. We want to see them delivered. We want to see them saved. And so I pray that everything and anything that is shared here this evening is edifying and a blessing to those who are listening to this program. Put a burning coal on my tongue, Lord God. What I have to say doesn't have to come out smooth. It just has to come out spirit-filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit on it. No eloquence, Lord God. Just truth. And I pray for everyone who's listening that you bless them, strengthen them, encourage them. Let your presence be felt and known and manifested during this podcast. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read the entire text again, as this is the final part of our devotion. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Actually, we're reading Philippians chapter 4, verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. Forgive me. I don't want to leave anything out. Again, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding Guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In our previous two devotions, we mentioned this three-step remedy for despair. Step one, rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, rejoicing. Paul mentions it twice. It's a command. It's in the present imperative. It's supposed to be done now. And joy is not something that is an emotion. 
It's a sense of strength and stability in the faithfulness of God, regardless of what you're feeling. Not an easy thing to do, but it is commanded. I myself, many times, when I'm having difficulty, you must choose to rejoice. And the basis of this joy is not in the circumstances getting better or changing. In fact, because it's in the present imperative, it says to do it now, not to wait on the circumstances changing. That's step one. Step two, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Let our patience, our tranquility that's within our souls, be evident to all, living in obedience to the Lord. Obedience always brings peace, and peace always dispels despair. The Lord is at hand. Parousia, that's the Greek word for the Lord's presence. We can rejoice in the Lord in difficulty, and our patience and our joy will be seen by all, because the Lord's presence is with us. God's word says he will never leave us or forsake us. And then step three, being anxious for nothing, not stressing out. The enemy would love, would love for us to be anxious about everything. But God's word says to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, letting our requests be made known to God. This is step three, to be anxious for nothing. And then comes the result, the result, the blessing from rejoicing in the Lord, letting our patience and gentleness and our tranquility to be seen by all in obedience and remembering the Lord's presence and deciding not to be anxious for nothing. Results with the peace of God passing all understanding, being anxious for nothing, everything in prayer. We're going to go over that right now. You know, in verse 6, it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That word everything is the word paas, paas. It's a Greek word with an imperative. It means without exception. There are absolutely no exceptions. But the Greek takes it a step further. Paas refers to no exceptions, and it includes no exceptions in time regarding time or subject or place. We're to commit everything to prayer, regardless of whether we're having good times or bad times, whether it's day or night. Regardless of subject, no problem is too great or too minute for the Lord to hear us pray about or place no matter where we are, no matter what we're facing, no matter what time it is, we're to commit everything without exception to the Lord. We see that word, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. That first word, prayer, is 
prosaich, prosaich. When we see that first part of that word, pros, it means to be in front of. And the second part of that word in the Greek is eukomach, to present to. When you are protecting someone, you are in front of that person, before them. When you provide for someone, you are the primary person in provision. You are before, in front, with regards to meeting the need. In grammar, a pronoun is the first part of the word. It's ahead of the rest of the word. The word pros conveys the idea of being immediately before. And that word prayer, proseuche, conveys the idea of being before God, staying in his presence. God's want, God wants us to come and stay always before him in prayer. It doesn't necessarily mean we have to stay on our knees. That would be kind of hard to do if you're driving or if you're at work. But when it's time for prayer, we can be in our knees and stay before him in his presence. But the word of God says to pray without ceasing, remain in God's presence, have a spirit of prayer. In everything, by prayer, staying in God's presence continuously, regardless of what the issue is. Prayer and supplication. The Greek word for supplication is deise. Deise refers to making one specific needs known, even conveying a sense of an urgent request that needs to be met. You know, the great theologian Dwight Pentecost said that the antidote for despair is to recognize a specific need, recognize that God's care for you can meet that need, and to put yourself in a place of complete dependence on God and expect him to do what he has promised to do with regard to answering that prayer. Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, those two are to be accompanied by thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the expression of gratitude, favor, and mercy that is shown. You know, there are times when giving thanksgiving may be difficult, especially when for something and not believing that anything is going to change or that it's not going to work out. It's hard praying for a prodigal son or daughter and then to see them get worse. Maybe you'll pray for them. Then you'll approach them with the gospel or an invitation to church and they'll lash out. And then you'll say, wait a second. I lifted them up in prayer and supplication. I'm thanking God, and this is how they respond. Thanksgiving is not tied in to expecting to see results at that moment. Thanksgiving is tied into rejoicing, which we see in our earlier text. If joy means complete confidence that God is in control, regardless of what's happening, we have, that, we have that sense of stability and security in God's love and concern that everything is going to work out for blessing. Then we can in turn be thankful and give thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving implies that the grateful person is in complete submission to the will of God because it's only when one is fully convinced that God cares and will be faithful that he's working all things together for good that we can truly be thankful to him. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let's read that text again. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, that word peace is the word Irene. Irene, there are many people with that name, many young ladies with the name Irene. And interestingly enough, the word Irene, the word for peace, Irene, in Greek, means to bind together, to pull together. We often hear the phrase, this person has it all together. That word, the Greek word for peace, meaning to pull everything together. Our thoughts are not scattered. Our emotions are not scattered. Interestingly enough, earlier when it says to be anxious for nothing, the word anxious means to be divided. To be torn apart. Well, the word peace being the opposite of having anxiety, Irene, means the complete opposite. Instead of letting ourselves get pulled apart emotionally, if we pray and commit everything to God, we will have peace. The peace that passes all understanding. We will have our mind and emotions, the Holy Spirit will bring every thought, every thought into captivity. We will not be divided or choked or be scattered in our emotions. The peace that passes all understanding, that word surpasses an understanding. There are two words here which are used together in the Greek. And the peace of God which surpasses huperechio, huperechio, it literally means that it's beyond man's ability to comprehend. There is no way that the human mind can understand the peace of God. The Word of God says that the natural man does not perceive the things of God, for they are foolishness unto him. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Cuperecio is in the present tense which signifies that this peace is a continual peace. It baffles men's futile attempts to explain or even rationalize it. It's a supernatural peace. God's peace continually stands out and is superior. It's beyond our ability. We can't produce it. We can't understand it. But when we commit everything to God, we can definitely have it. Try to figure it out. I myself would never want to serve a God that I can figure out. This peace is the peace that passes all understanding. That word comprehension is the word nous. Nous. It describes the ability to perceive and understand. Even the godly man can't comprehend his peace. Paul is promising something that is not humanly explicable.
that a man that is surrounded by care and anxiety can live, can still live with the tranquility of God in his soul. Now, Paul isn't saying that this is a senseless peace, but that it's beyond our ability to understand and explain. Just experience it and thank God for it. That's the key. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds. I thank God for that peace that is truly a blessing in my life and has helped me many, many times. You know, that word that we see in verse 7, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. That word guard is the word foruo, foruo. It's, it, it means a sentinel, a guard, but not just any guard on a wall. The word fruo signifies a guard, an armed guard at a city gate, not allowing anything that's not supposed to come in to enter. And when the peace of, peace of God guards our hearts as we trust in the Lord, no enemy thought can enter our minds. The peace of God that passes all understanding guard, guards our hearts and minds. The enemy cannot penetrate if we place complete trust in the Lord. If we have complete faith, frueo, Many of our previous verses were in the present tense. Frueo is in the future sense, which means that this will be the result when the previous steps, step one, rejoicing in the Lord, step two, letting your patience be seen and trusting God's presence in your life, and three, being anxious for nothing but committing everything to prayer and put into practice the result will be at the peace of God, the arine will frueo, guard the gate of your heart and mind. And those two words in scripture, many times we think they're separate, hearts and minds. The word heart in Greek meaning the word cardia. The ancient world believed that the heart and the mind were the seat of all the emotions, all the sentiments. When the peace of God, when the arin, that surpasses all understanding, frueos, is standing at the gate of your mind, nothing will enter. You will have sweet sleep at night, and nothing will fluster you or disturb you. Hearts and minds, cardia and noema. That is the Greek word for mind. Paul uses these two terms, hearts and minds, not meaning to imply that there is a difference between the two. This term means the totality of a person's emotions and thinking. And there we have it, God's three-step remedy for despair. Rejoicing in the Lord, 
not relying on the circumstances to change, but making up your mind that you're going to trust in the faithfulness of God, regardless of whether the circumstances are getting better at the moment or not. Two, letting your patience be seen by all, living in obedience again. Obedience always brings peace. Whenever there's rebellion in our lives, when there's sin in our lives, there will not be peace. Be out of fellowship with the Lord. So one, rejoice in the Lord. The command's been given. Number two, letting your patience and forbearance being seen by all, living in complete obedience and trusting in the parousia, the presence of God. He will never leave you. And three, not to be anxious for anything, but committing everything into prayer. Staying before the Lord in prayer. When you're driving, pray. When you're at work, maybe take a moment. Go into a bathroom. Go into a stairwell. Even as you're working, you may, ha you may have to keep your mind on your work, but you can maintain a spirit of prayer. Staying before the Lord. And supplication. Presenting your needs before the Lord continuously. And thanksgiving, trusting that God will answer the prayer. It's already done. And when you do all these three things, God's sentinel, the peace that surpasses all understanding, is going to fruel, guarding the gates of your hearts and minds. I need to practice these things. I don't share this with because I have arrived. I have not. But this is what the Lord gave me in my personal devotions. And, and he has sent situations my way when I've had to actually practice this, use it. There have been many times when I've prayed and it's been difficult. But I praise God that the Lord gave this to me to share with you. We're running a little over, but we are going to break into a musical interlude. And when we come back from this musical interlude, we're going to enter our time of prayer for the requests that we have before us. If you would like to still call in and share, don't worry about the time. It is 742 we will go beyond 8 o'clock if necessary. If you want to call in and share an insight, a scripture, a testimony, we would love to hear from you. And so we break into our musical interlude, and then we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Please stay tuned. Sweet the sound Amazing love 
He is able. God is able. Never doubt that your prodigal is beyond saving. He is able. I hope you enjoyed that musical interlude. Praise God for it. I'm going to read a scripture from the book of Acts, chapter 26, verse 18. Acts, chapter 26, verse 18. The word of the Lord says, to open their eyes and to turn them, meaning the unsaved, from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. There was a recent article on a website that I saw a flyer promoting an after-school satanic group is stirring up a lot of controversy in the Lehigh Valley, Saucon Valley School District in Pennsylvania after they agreed to allow the group, a satanic group, to use the middle school to host an after-school meeting for students ages 5 through 12. 
And of course, anybody else who wants to attend is welcome to attend. The facilitator of the groups, a June Everett, is the national campaign director for the After School Satan Club and said the club only goes into a school where a parent has requested its presence. And so this has been allowed. Miss Everett comments that the club is brought to you by your local, friendly, self-identified, non-theistic Satanists. She goes on to say that the kids love it, the teens love it, the parents love it. And that the biggest complaint right now is that the club is not running every week. You know, it's no secret that young people today have lost interest in going to church or the things of God. They are turning to crystals, New Age, Buddhism, Hinduism, Eastern religions, anything else but not the Word of God. And many of our young prodigals, teens and even adults, are attracted to these alternative so-called belief systems for a variety of reasons. Many times it's out of rebellion. They have no interest in Christianity or the Bible or God. Maybe perhaps they have seen hypocrisy in the church. And out of rebellion, they're turning to another belief system. This is all satanic. The prince and the power of the air deceiving the minds of our prodigal sons and daughters to turn to every alternative belief system and not turn to the Lord. Things like this are becoming more and more prevalent. The earth is a battleground for the souls of the unsaved. And you and I, who are parents of prodigals, who want to see our children delivered and saved, have to pray and fast, pray without ceasing, if necessary, and ask God to do whatever he needs to do to save our prodigal sons and daughters. This is not the time to grow lax and take for granted. Many times, we as parents of prodigals can move on with our lives, and that's fine. We cannot let our prodigals dominate our thinking. But we need to remember that they are souls too. We need to hold them up in prayer. I myself, again, do not want to see my son and daughter enter a Christless eternity through death or get left behind when the rapture takes place. And though keeping this in mind, we're going to enter the throne room and come before the throne of grace and lift up the following prayer request before the Lord. Our first request, and we're going to group these together because many of these young people have similar issues. 
two young ladies, a lady by the name of Valentina. Valentina. And Angelica, two young ladies who are the daughters of parents who are believers. And these two young ladies are facing a variety of emotional and mental issues. The enemy may not be afflicting them with physical ailments, but Satan can torment the mind through depression low self-esteem and guilt and hold young people in bondage to these things and so we're going to lift up valentina and angelica in prayer their parents are worried about them and they are praying for them as well let's lift up valentina and angelica in prayer Lord, you see these two young women, Lord God, Valentina and Angelica. You see the struggles that they are going through. The enemy has both these young ladies in bondage. In bondage to perhaps peer pressure. In bondage to perhaps depression or anxiety or stress or low self-esteem, in bondage to rejecting the gospel, not believing it perhaps, or being hostile to it, bondage to hostility and anger. We lift both these young ladies up to you, Lord God. We pray that you touch their hearts, soften the hardened heart, Heavenly Father, of these two girls. Open up their minds so that they receive the gospel. Lord, family members may be witnessing to them, talking to them, and these two young ladies may be becoming hostile, not wanting to listen. Leave me alone. I don't want to hear it. They may be saying, Lord, break down the resistance. Break down the bitterness or the anger. Whatever it may be, Lord God, break down the walls that the enemy has built around their minds and their hearts to make them receptive, to listen to the gospel message. Speak to their hearts and minds that they need a savior, that they need salvation. Deliver them from whatever it is that they're in bondage to. The forces of darkness do not want to see Valentina and Angelica surrender their lives to you, but we rebuke the forces of darkness right now. We command Satan to take his hands and his minions to take his hands off Valentina and Angelica. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus. Take your hands off these two young ladies. We proclaim deliverance and freedom. We believe you, Lord, for their salvation. It may happen tonight. It could happen tomorrow. We commit them both into your hands, Lord God. We commit their deliverance and salvation to your hands. Save Valentina and Angelica. Deliver them from the powers of darkness. Even now, begin the work. 
We present them to you in prayer, supplication, and right now with thanksgiving, we praise you for the answers. Let the peace that passes all understanding guard the hearts and minds of the parents of these two young ladies as they trust you for their salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to lift up in prayer three young men, two of them with the same name, Joshua, and one with the name Johnny. All three of these young men are facing the bondage of addiction. The bondage of addiction. The enemy deceiving these young men into believing that peace can be found in a chemical. And the enemy wants them to continue to use narcotics, which can damage the mind, destroy the mind. The, the Word of God says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the, the enemy uses drugs to do that, to steal, to kill, and destroy the minds, the emotions, and ultimately the bodies. Young people overdosing and passing on into eternity from overdoses. We are not going to let this happen to both Joshua's and to Johnny. Join me. Let's go before the throne of grace to proclaim deliverance and freedom for both Joshua's and Johnny. Heavenly Father, we bring these three young men before you. Young men struggling. Young men, Lord, in the prime of their life. And the enemy has all three of them in bondage, believing the lie of addiction. They need drugs. They need narcotics, heroin, marijuana, cocaine, whatever it may be, Lord God, painkillers. The enemy has them in bondage, physical bondage, mental bondage. Their bodies may crave the drug. Their minds may believe that they need the drug. Well, right now we rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. We proclaim healing, physical healing, physical independence right now. Lord God, heal the bodies so that they don't need these drugs anymore. No withdrawals, Heavenly Father. Heal all three of these young men of physical dependence on drugs. Heal the minds of these three young men from mental and emotional dependence of these drugs. Deliver both Joshua's and Johnny from chemical dependency and drug addiction. We rebuke the enemy who holds them in bondage to this. In the name of Jesus, we proclaim deliverance and freedom. Lord, all three of these young men may have heard the gospel message and the enemy is deceiving them and believing that they need the drugs more than they need the deliverer. Free all three of these young men. Save their souls. Bring them to their knees. Give them, all three of them, a Damascus Road experience. Do what needs to be done. Deliver all three. Save all three. Fill all three with your Holy Spirit that gives strength 
in the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of substance abuse of both drugs and alcohol in the name of Jesus. I agree with my wife right now, proclaiming freedom for these three young men. In Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We give you gratitude. It's done. It's happening right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Praise God. Our brother, Jamie Schock, who is a partner in this ministry, has a daughter named China, and China has a friend named Alexa. Both of these young women were in bondage at one point in time to alternative lifestyles, and the Lord delivered both these young women miraculously nothing is impossible or too difficult for god but the enemy is not going to allow this to go unaddressed you and i both know when it comes to ground that has been taken through prayer, it has to be held by prayer the enemy will launch a counterattack to try to recapture that ground we're going to lift up china and alexa in prayer and hold the ground that the enemy wants to retake. We're going to pray for their continued perseverance and strengthening in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now. Heavenly Father, I praise you and I thank you for both China and Alexa. That you delivered them, saved them, you convicted them of where they were, what they were doing, where they were hanging out, the lives that they were living. You opened up their hearts. You softened the hardened heart and spoke to them. The conviction of the Holy Spirit convicted them of their sinfulness. And you spoke to their hearts and minds. And now they are both serving you. They surrendered their lives to you. And right now, Lord, we want to lift up China and Alexa in prayer. We're going to hold this ground, Lord God. We proclaim protection and continued perseverance in the faith. Give China and Alexa strength, spiritual strength, Lord God. Like Psalm 1 says, Lord God, help them. Help them not to listen to the counsel of the ungodly that may try to lure them back. Help them not to stand in the way of sinners, people who will try to get them to hang out with them again. Old associations will try to lure them back. And the wicked will, who scorn the things of God may try to ridicule and persecute both these young ladies if they don't refuse, if they refuse to, to go back to the old ways. Their ungodly and unsafe friends may ridicule and persecute them. Help China and Alexa to hold their ground. In Greek, stekos, standing firm in the faith, not giving an inch, but staying committed and devoted to their Savior. Give them a hunger for your word, Lord God. Bless their devotional life. Strengthen their prayer life. Sanctify them both. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. Pour forth the baptism of the Holy Ghost on both these young women, Heavenly Father. Consecrate them, Lord God. We don't hear that, we don't hear that word too much these days, Heavenly Father. Consecration. Consecrate these two women, Lord God, for your use. 
Bless them both. In Jesus' name, we thank you for their salvation. We praise you for your deliverance. Hang on to them, Lord. We rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus, casting him away from them. Take your hands off them. You have no place in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You want to lift up a young lady by the name of Gabby. Several weeks ago, Gabby's mom, Mary Ellen, called in and spoke to our pastor and explained her concerns about Gabby. Gabby's a young lady who comes from apparently a Christian home, and her parents have been witnessing to her as well, and Gabby does not want to listen to the things of God. And there were some mental health issues that were being experienced. We haven't heard from mom in a while, but we are still praying for Gabby, and we will continue to pray for her. We're going to pray for her right now. Heavenly Father, we lift Gabby up before the throne of grace, Lord God. You see where Gabby is right now, what she's doing, who she's with, what she's thinking, what she's experiencing, what she's suffering. We pray for her deliverance from the oppression and the bondage of the enemy. Deliver her from whatever is keeping her from accepting you as Lord and Savior, Lord God. We praise and worship you, Lord God, that your hand is going to be upon her. We believe you for her deliverance and salvation right now. We touch and agree with her parents, Mary Ellen and Kevin, who I know are praying for her as well. Deliver Gabby from the clutches of the enemy camp. We enter the enemy camp right now. As Abraham entered the enemy camp and rescued Lot, we enter the enemy camp right now, and we yank Gabby out of the enemy camp. We proclaim deliverance. We pray for Gabby. Save her, Lord God. Speak to her heart. Give her no peace, Heavenly Father. She'd be rejecting the gospel. Lord, break down any resistance so that she listens to the gospel message and accepts you as her Lord and Savior. Heal her troubled mind right now. Soothe her troubled mind. Let your Holy Spirit speak to Gabby. We thank you for her deliverance and salvation. And I thank you for her parents as well. Bless them. Give them the peace that passes all understanding. Help them to continue to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to lift up a young adult by the name of Edgar. Edgar is the adult son of a godly mother and father, Frank and Rose, who are members of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. I spoke to them today, as a matter of fact. And Edgar is facing several new challenges. But something the Lord is most likely, in fact, not most likely, I take that back. The Lord is definitely using these new challenges to bring Edgar to the foot of the cross. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And I'm sure that Frank and Rose are praying for their son. 
And so we want to lift up Edgar right now. His salvation and his deliverance. Touch and agree with me as we pray for Edgar. Heavenly Father, we've prayed for Edgar many times and we'll continue to pray for him. This young man, this adult prodigal of a blessed mother and father. And Lord, you see the challenges that Edgar is facing. Lord, you're using obstacles. You're using challenges, trials, whatever it needs to be done to bring Edgar to the foot of the cross. Lord, whatever it is he's going through, it's by design, Lord. I'm sure his parents are praying for him as they pray for his salvation. As we touch and agree right now through this podcast, we pray for Edgar's salvation, that you give him also a Damascus Road experience. Knock him off the horse of pride. Knock him off the horse of self-sufficiency. Knock him off the horse of independence. Bring Edgar to the point where he says, I need Christ. Give Edgar no peace. Give him no sleep. Give him sleepless nights. Until he realizes he needs the Savior. There is no peace for the wicked, Lord God. And so we pray that you give Edgar no peace. There is no peace apart from you, Heavenly Father. And so we pray that your Holy Spirit continue to nudge at him, nag him, speak to his heart and mind. Maybe through a friend, a gospel track, a Christian song. Maybe he'll be listening to a service, a Christian programming, Christian music. Use what you choose to use, Lord God. Do what you need to do to save Edgar. We rebuke the forces of darkness that would try to counterattack this prayer. And we proclaim deliverance and salvation for Edgar. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. It's done. It's happening now. We don't have to see it. It's happening. And we worship and praise you, Heavenly Father. Amen. I want to lift up in prayer, and I would like you to touch and agree with me for my own two children, my daughter Megan and my son Michael, both of whom are adult prodigals, neither of whom have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Please touch and agree with me for them both. Heavenly Father, I pray for my daughter and my son. I call them by name, Megan and Michael, as I've called the others by name. And I pray that you look upon them wherever they are right now. If there's resistance to the gospel, if there's hostility to listening to Christian music or listening to the gospel message, neither of them wanting to be bothered to accept Christ. Maybe they're reading the Bible, but that's all they'll do. They don't want to surrender their life to Christ, commit their lives to him. Lord, I pray that you break down the walls of resistance, the walls of hostility, the walls of anger, the walls of self-sufficiency, the walls of intellectualism, the walls of alternative lifestyle, 
the walls of bitterness, the walls of hate, the walls of rejection. Our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, and we pull down these strongholds right now in the name of Jesus. We pull down these strongholds, and I plead the blood of Christ over my son and daughter. Do what needs to be done. It can be a scary thing to say that, Lord. But do what needs to be done to save my son and daughter so that their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and they spend eternity with you. Speak to their hearts. Speak to their minds in whatever way you need for it to be done, Lord God. I rebuke the enemy again, who will try to counterattack this prayer and tell them that they don't need to accept Christ. They're fine the way they are. Look at the church. It's full of hypocrites. The enemy will lie so that they don't surrender their lives to you, Lord. We rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. We cast these thoughts down, taking into captivity in the name of Jesus. And I proclaim freedom and deliverance for my son and daughter. I thank you and praise you for their salvation. And as I lift them up again in prayer and supplication, I give you thanksgiving for their salvation. I don't have to see it happen. I know it's done. They're on the road, Lord God. The prodigals are on the road. I thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your peace, your Irene which will guard the gate of my heart and my mind so that no enemy thought of anxiety will enter. I pray this for every parent of every prodigal who's listening to this podcast. Don't let any parent or guardian here be anxious, but let them rejoice in the Lord always and again rejoice, committing everything by prayer and supplication, giving thanksgiving, for the salvation of all their prodigals. And I pray for every parent and guardian listening to this podcast of an unsaved son and daughter at the peace of God. Guard, protect, and garrison the hearts and minds of every parent listening so that there is no anxiety, no depression, and most of all, absolutely, positively, unequivocally, most undeniably, no doubt that you, Lord God, will answer the prayer and save the souls of every unsaved and backslidden son and daughter listening to this podcast. We thank you and we praise you for their salvation, their deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. We've gone way past the hour, an hour and 20 minutes, but again, as the Spirit of God leads. I pray that this podcast was a blessing to you. And as we reach the conclusion and the closing of this week's Parents of Prodigals podcast, I pray that you continue to pray for your prodigal. Don't give up. Do not give up. Believe.
pray and fast for your prodigal as I pray for mine. Let's touch and agree with each other for the salvation of our unsaved sons and daughters and the restoration of those who are backslidden so that they all enter a godly eternity. We will return on Thursday, March 9th at 7 p.m. with our next podcast. Until then, pray without ceasing, being watchful therein. And I want to encourage all of you to watch the road. Your prodigal is on it. Watch the road. God bless you and good night.